Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release today doing something very very different. I'm going to look at a bonus episode which is going to cover a TV series. That's right, our first ever TV series on this podcast. Um, I'm going to chat about the 2022 workplace comedy Blockbuster which is created by Vanessa Ramos. It stars Randall Park, Melissa Fumero, Olga Moritas, Tyler Alvarez and Madeline Arthur. I'm Jesse. I'm here solo. This is uh, an interesting, interesting thing to look at. Blockbuster. This is uh, based on the video rental store, and I'm sure you've probably heard about this. I'm gonna sort of go through the whole season. So, gonna spoil the show. If you haven't seen all the episodes, you haven't seen an episode yet, and you are keen on checking it out, maybe give us a pause. Come back a little bit later on because I'm gonna go through the whole show and and well, the first season. Who knows if there'll be a second season? But we're gonna go through the first season, the ten episodes, and uh, break it all apart. So. We start our show with the Fast Flicks, where we do a quick little summary of what it's all about. So for this one, it's it's an office comedy set around the last blockbuster store on earth. Hopefully that intrigued you. Um, what could I find out about this show? How did it end up on Netflix? What, what's the story behind it? So originally, the series was pitched to executives at NBC. However, they weren't interested in greenlighting the series. So Universal Television began shopping the series around to other networks, eventually getting approval from Netflix. Um, Randall Park was then cast in the lead role. And um, obviously as well, Netflix, they had the, uh, or acquired the rights to the 2020 documentary called The Last Blockbuster, which actually looks in depth and at detail at the, the last remaining blockbuster on earth. So uh, Netflix sort of keen, I guess, uh, you know, m- most people would know that in, I think it was the early 2000s, um, Blockbuster had the chance to purchase Netflix for $50 million and they didn't. So it's a little bit of a, a tongue-in-cheek look at, uh, at you know, Netflix sort of saying, hey, we got the upper hand in the end, didn't we? Um, so Netflix did announce this series on the 17th of November, 2021. It was filmed from the 28th of Feb, 2022 to the 2nd of May, 2022 in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, the Dish Network actually owns the blockbuster rights um and they actually toured the the set of the show to verify the authenticity of it including making sure that um you know the recreated store used the exact hues of blue and yellow to to make it feel authentic which is a nice little thing i guess uh, vanessa ramos who sort of uh, created the show directed a few episodes said that uh, writing a broadcast comedy can lead to more script notes than a streaming project so they had that um, those stats on their side, so it's a little bit hard to push back. So, you know, the saying that we like to hear um, in film often with Netflix is that the creators are given a lot of freedom in what they want to do. Um, the finale is almost 26 minutes. So Vanessa Ramos was like, you know, when the pilot was closer to 22, the freedom to be able to do that on a streamer rather than the constraints of a network television show, you know, needing to make time slots you know, gave them that luxury and they thoroughly enjoyed that, which is nice. Uh, around the world, in Japan, this one's actually called My Beloved Blockbuster. <laughs> in South Korea, it's called Saving Blockbuster, which isn't too bad. And in Ukraine, it's actually called The Last Blockbuster. So nice little take on different titles there. This is where we, we talk about what are the critics and audiences saying about this so far. Um, it's sort of been out for a few weeks now. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, not liking this one at all. It sits at 23%, which is rotten. The audience also has it very low at Rotten on 44%. On IMDb, it sits on a 5.1, so about halfway out of 10 on nearly 5,000 ratings. So not a lot of people have logged it on 
IMDb either. Uh, what are my early thoughts on this one? I think I was extremely excited for this. I, I love physical media. Um, I used to love going to the local blockbuster store. We had a few in Australia. Um, also, we had you know a whole bunch of other video rental chains, and, and I like the idea of Netflix making a show about Blockbuster, knowing the history of both of these uh, services. So I think it has some nice moments. Unfortunately, as a comedy, it's sort of missing the laughs that it needs to be a great show. Um, and this is where I'm going to break down sort of the main cast, the main characters in this one. We talk. So this is based around Randall Park's character Timmy. Uh, he's got his parents are divorced. He's put everything, single guy, put everything he has into this blockbuster store. You know, sells his car to keep it going. And he wants to look out for those that are there working with him. Um, but he struggles with that idea of trying to do the best by his store, his business, the revenue, and not always being able to be everyone's friend. Um, and the big sort of uh, sort of connection between these episodes are his feelings for his co-worker, co-worker Eliza. And, you know, Eliza's this, this character that you probably recognize from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Harvard dropout, husband's cheated on her, working through the idea of trying to forgive him for the sake of their daughter, Ali, but has obviously known Timmy for a long time too, um, but wants to protect her daughter and the sanctity of what her marriage was, doesn't want the daughter to know that the dad was a cheater, and you know, deep down has this respect for Timmy, but is so focused on everything else um, and not what's right in front of her a bit as well. Um, and a part of that is that idea of her character thread of never letting herself be able to be mad at, at Aaron, her her ex-husband that she tries to work on throughout this series to, to bring things back. But, you know, you've got Timmy sitting there in the background, um, sort of waiting there. Uh, the other the other workers in this store, Connie. Connie's this older lady. I think she's probably my favorite character um, in this show. She loves the company of the people in the store. She's always there to provide advice. Um, you know, she's got a bit of a, an interesting story, always got like jokes to put in, but I think, you know, her sister's in jail. Her husband, Raul, he seems pretty good, um, but you know she sort of feels a bit inadequate compared to the other siblings that she has, family, um, friendships, things like that. And, and a part of the thread in this is about her sort of making friends, but you know also her being there for the other co-workers too. Um, Carlos is our younger male worker at this store. He, he wants to be a filmmaker. Uh, he wants to go to film school, but also they sort of highlight too the, the immigrant the immigrant struggles of. Um, of, of what life is like for, for immigrants in America and you know he speaks of being a younger person and using movies and Hollywood and characters in Hollywood to help learn English and you know didn't have a lot of friends as a kid so this is a, a nice place for him to sort of connect and the other co-worker who's sort of his similar sort of age is Hannah and she's sort of the, the ditzy blonde character uh, makes lots of mistakes but is super sweet we, we find out that her mum's passed away her dad's probably a little bit of a conspiracy theorist um, didn't manage to finish school and, and very frugal likes to save her money um, and also has a few humorous roles too um, the other two characters are Percy and his daughter Kayla so Percy is um, the landlord of the block of shops where this blockbuster sits and you know he also struggles with being a business owner and friendship because he grew up as, as the best friend of Timmy um, and he's got his own store in this block too so it's sort of his struggle as well as trying to build that connection with his daughter Kayla who has been with her mum she's employed at the blockbuster because of that friendship that Percy has with Timmy um, but she has lots of attitude she loves being on her phone she sort of represents the youth and you know um, also dealing with that issue of, of her mum being overprotective and, and the dad not being there in the past and, and it's nice to see them sort of uh, work on their relationship throughout this series too um, I mentioned the creator Vanessa Ramos before key writer of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Superstore. So two other workplace comedies that most people would be pretty familiar with. Um, I'm, I'm gonna break down episode by episode. There's 10 episodes and I think probably just gonna give a brief setup of what the episode's about as well as 
I'm going to try and stay away from the negative. So I'm just going to try and say or explain a scene or a moment that I really enjoyed in each episode. So we start off with the pilot, the first episode, and this is really just the setup for each of the characters. Uh, they have this idea of having a block party uh, to sort of get people into the store, sort of raise some money for the store as well. It, it turns into a bit of a disaster. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, the the part of this is that I think there were some blockbusters in real life that this was a, a common thing. Blockbuster stores had block parties to, to get customers in. Um, the one thing in this one that was probably a little bit nosy for some or, or might be enjoyable, there's a lot of jokes early on about Netflix killing Blockbuster and joking about algorithms and things like that. But realistically, this is the setup where we're introduced to each of the characters that I've already discussed. Uh, episode two is called Blockbuster Daddy. And this is where Tim, he has to fire someone from the store by the end of the day or the store's gonna close. Um, we have Carlos dealing with the loss of, of Hollywood Harold, who was this sort of film journalist that he looked up to. And, and Kayla um, tries to make Eliza aware of, of her daughter's feelings towards her as well. I think uh, the highlight from this one for me was Hannah was uh, recommending films and she confused the hungry caterpillar with with the human centipede so that was a bit of a laugh out loud moment I think. Um, and Kayla as I mentioned before was sort of uh, trying to highlight to Eliza her daughter's feelings towards her and she's sort of recommending um, bad mum movies to Eliza which was quite funny too and Connie has a good line too where she says I'll always be there for Eliza uh, whenever we're on the same shift so a nice little zinger from Connie there one of my favorite characters as I mentioned the third episode introduces us to Evan and Trevin. That's what it's called. They are the grandsons of a neighboring shop owner um, who cause havoc uh, with pranks at Halloween. Uh, we've got Connie and Kayla sort of supporting Hannah because they think that her mum may have been murdered. And we've got Carlos being threatened by an intern who has as much movie knowledge as himself. I mean, this one for me felt like the biggest ripoff of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, especially the Halloween prank sort of episodes that most people would be familiar with. Uh, funny parts from this one, I think Tim is trying to get those those uh, young boys back with a prank and he sort of falls through the roof injuring um, Carol, who's their, uh, their, their grandmother. And I think uh, it was nice to see Carlos sort of uh, making a, a connection with Damon, who was that intern that I mentioned before. That was, that was a nice part to it as well. Uh, the fourth episode was called The Itsy Bitsies, which is the name of a, a small business award that Tim's nominated for. Uh, Percy's jealous of this. Uh, and Tim sort of loses himself a little bit and forgets the true him, puts on a bit of a persona to try and win this award because obviously there's uh, monetary value behind it, which could definitely support the blockbuster. Uh, we've got Carlos uh, working on his accounting degree here as well, while also trying to support Hannah and deal with her cheapness, um, her frugalness, I guess. I think the one line from this one that stood out was, there's no worse sound in the world than a man describing film terms. I thought that was quite funny. And there's a lot of one-liners throughout these, these episodes that that reference film or movies or, or the industry. And, you know, a lot of them don't land, but the ones that do land, I'm, I'm happy to share. Uh, the fifth episode of the season is called King of Queens. This is where Kayla gets help. Um, or sorry, Kayla helps Tim on a dating app. So uh, Eliza is trying to, to uh, you know, rekindle with Aaron, her husband, and, and Carlos sort of deals with the attraction that he has to people and, and sort of works out that he's attracted to self-absorbed narcissists. Uh, one thing in this that stood out that I didn't really like was they did a whole little segment on each of them sort of, uh, obviously there's a lot about dating in this episode, but uh, they were talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and which turtle would be the best turtle. I thought that was a little bit weird, so I'm gonna give that one a skip. <laughs> and move on to episode six called Parental Control. This is it's stock take time, um, and Eliza wants some time to herself. Uh, Tim's got to deal with his bickering parents. 
Carlos further pursues his dream of filmmaking, and I think this was probably my favorite episode of the series. This was the best, most well-round, meaningful episode where we got to see a lot from each of the characters with a nice sort of story around it too. I think there was references, sort of like subtle references about like this Korean, new Korean show that Eliza's so desperate to check out with avoiding spoilers. And, um, you know, obviously it's talking about Netflix's Squid Game, but they make jokes about watching it at 1.5 speed which rings very true to, to me because i love um watching content at a faster speed so i can get through more content um and there's also mention too about preferring subtitles over the dub so that was that was all nice uh, there's a joke in there where there's a teacher wanting to hire a video uh, and, and they the, the um workers at the store sort of make comments about you know it's all right we all went to public school we know that you don't want to teach so that, that was funny uh being a teacher myself too i think the saddest uh there's this thing where Connie goes, the saddest thing that I've ever said was one ticket for Space Jam 2. Good joke. Uh, Space Jam 2, good good punch punchline for a joke. Uh, Tim working with his parents, it was quite funny where he sets up Saw 3 for them to watch and his mum steals the lady's wheelchair. So that was a nice funny moment too. Uh, and Eliza's sort of talking to Tim about how his parents are manipulating him and she knows all about it because she does it to her own kids. So that was a, a nice little comment as well. And finally, Connie sort of, uh, you know, She's getting so tired because they're doing this stock take and she spills milk everywhere asleep in the break room and they sort of rev her up with some energy drinks and it's quite a, quite a funny episode as well. So as I said, Parental Control, episode six, best episode of the 10. All right, last few episodes. Number seven, we've got Intimate, sorry, Intimate Angels. And this is with Connie dealing with the death of her friend. Uh, Eliza tries to help her out and Tim sort of stands up to Percy for walking all over him. Now he's got this newfound confidence of standing up to his parents. Um, Percy does try to help Tim, and Tim meets a new girl called Lena, which is interesting. Um, Connie's funny again in this episode. Talks about dying alone after losing his friend, which is quite funny. Tim's pickup lines with this Lena chick were lame. Really cringeworthy, to be honest. Not funny at all. So um, that's Intimate Angels. Episode 8 was called Special Guy Day. And this is about Tim sort of being happy that the business is in the black. He's got a bit of cash. But Eliza uh, can't deal because the girl that her husband, Aaron, cheated on is in the store. So Tim steps in, helps her out, uh, sort of takes her out for the day, but unfortunately spends a lot of the cash that the store had made. Uh, and this also sees Hannah working on passing her exams, trying to get a, an education. So that was cool too. Um, they make a joke about Hannah failing her exams because she doesn't know how to spell her name. That was funny, just knowing Hannah as a character being this ditzy character and... Um, the lame part about this one was uh, at the end, you know, after Tim and Eliza had this big day out on the town, they stop at a billboard of Aaron and throw donuts at him because he doesn't like donuts. It was really lame. Like, throw eggs. Make it make it meaningful. Um, yeah, wasn't a big fan of that to finish it off. Two episodes to go. Number nine was called Thimble. This one wasn't bad. It was um, Connie obsessing over putting together this store promo sort of um, pop-up stand. We had Carlos finally applying for film school um, and Kayla growing closer to her dad um, because she's scammed. And Eliza also interviews for a new job and Timmy helps her cover this lie. So there was a bit of commentary here about the, the business and uh, you know the, the film business and commentary on sequels and weird fans and promotional tie-ins with films. I like that. Uh, I think Tim investigating Eliza's interview was a bit funny because he finds out that they only interviewed her to see if she was real because her resume was so fake. So that was quite funny. Uh, and he does stand up for Eliza there. Sort of shows what he, you know, the feelings and the care that he does have her, even though Lena sort of plays around in the background here. Uh, final episode, season finale. It's called Shitstorm. Uh, this is a, a Christmas-themed episode, I guess we could describe. And Tim sort of organizes this guest appearance from a former child star. Uh, it doesn't go to plan. 
um, Eliza's husband wants to repropose to her. Carlos doesn't get into film school, and Connie reconnects with a friend. And I'm sort of left with a cliffhanger for season two, which I'm not, not going to talk about. I'll just leave it there. I think this one was good. It sort of spoke uh, about the ideas of child stars struggling in the industry. Still, you've got the idea of um, you know people making fun of them, and and this ties in too with Carlos and the rejection of film school and and Hollywood. That Hollywood dream is a bit of a crush. So that was cool. Uh, this is that that moment there's this sort of solar storm that the internet's being wiped out so streaming's down and they, they make comments on you know the dvd format being superior so as i said before i do like uh physical content so that was a, a good little line uh, connie sort of says to aaron too that a bunch of little good things doesn't cancel out the big wrong thing and that was really nice for her to actually stand up to aaron and and face what he'd actually done which was uh poor on her behalf so Good, good end to the season. I won't talk about the cliffhanger at the end. Watch it if you're interested. I'm going to talk about themes and ideas that sort of seen throughout this uh, this series, I think. And I think, you know, the, the idea of friendship in a workplace, looking out for those that you care about. And then that idea I sort of touched on too. You, you've still got to make profit in a business world though. So it's hard to sort of uh, distinguish the lines between the two of those. We also had the idea of family, um, you know, belonging. Workers sometimes feel like you're, it feels like you're at home sometimes. And it's nice to see that too. Uh, Obviously, a show about blockbusters sort of talking about nostalgia and, um, you know, living in the past a little bit. And, and it's nice that they try to, to use this blockbuster as an idea, this last blockbuster store for people to come and hang out together through a variety of parties and, and you know, things like that. Um, divorce is a, is a big thing in this. We've, we see Tim's parents are divorced. We see um, the idea that, you know, um, Eliza and, and her husband are trying to work things out, but also the impact on the kids. We see how the bickering between Timmy's parents impacts him and, and as well the idea that that um, Eliza wants to look out for her daughter too. Uh, you've got the idea about physical formats which I've, which I've touched on you know there, there are classic films that you can't get on streamers that you need a place like a blockbuster to get from and and finally especially through through the character of Carlos the idea of immigrants the the struggles that they have um, not having dreams different parenting different cultures and that idea that you know Everyone's trying to come together to, to do what they want to do. So um, a couple of good things that run throughout this series. So um, what did I take away from this one? I think you know, it's, it's very hard. A 10-episode comedy that drops all at once for, for binge-watching pretty much. It, it feels weird because, you know, um, television originally, especially with comedy, you know, you have those cliffhangers and it just sort of doesn't feel right. And especially I mentioned too, this is super influenced by Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Superstore where you'd wait a week before the, the next episode. Maybe if I had a week between each episode, it would have felt a little bit, you know, coming back to those characters rather than watching them all in one sort of sitting. Um, IMDb, we, we have a segment where we talk about if we jumped on IMDb to check anyone out. I, I checked out Percy in this one, uh, played by JB Smooth. He reminded me of a character that I vaguely remember from that television show Weeds from about 20 years ago. Um, I was wrong, it wasn't him, so that's a big miss for me on the IMDB segment. Um, question time, this is just one question that I'm gonna put out there. There's no announcement yet, but do you reckon a second season's gonna get up? I, I find it really hard based on the way that it's been um, perceived, the way that audiences and critics are talking about it online. I find it very hard that they're gonna green light this for a second season. Um, I, I like the characters though. I think the characters in this are, are pretty well formed and it's just the writing of the lines that they're given and the situations they're given need to improve for a second season to be successful, I think. Um, I'm ready to wrap this up. I'm, I stuck, stuck it through, I watched it all, I think, you know, each episode generally had a nice arc with a lesson to be learned. And I, and I did like that. I appreciated that. I think the cast were pretty good. The setting was good. 
I'm not sure about the random customers in the store each episode. I think most of these situations didn't land. They were just there to sort of make a referential joke. So maybe if they did do a second season, you know, chuck in a regular customer that sort of makes the same sort of jokes. Um, I'm giving this a two and a half out of five. So Blockbuster, the TV series for me, two and a half out of five. We are on socials. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please jump on, give us a follow, give us a like if you can. The question I'm putting up there for this week's episode is, you know, what was your favorite episode from the series? I, I mentioned that mine was episode six. I thought that was the, the best one of the series, the parental control. Um, I enjoyed sim- seeing Timmy work with his parents, so that was nice. What's your favorite episode? Keen to hear. Uh, we're back normal for our regular episodes of films in the Netflix original order, so jump in on a Wednesday. We've got a huge back catalog, over 200 episodes, 200 Netflix original films. I'm sure there's some there that you'd love to check out. So give us a search. Other than that, thanks for joining me and uh, I'll speak to you soon.